Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and we are here joining us on the show with Stephanie McGee of Spanga out of Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Stephanie, what's going on? How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Joe? I am doing very, very well. I'm excited to have you here and excited to dive into this because typically this podcast comes from people who have lived and breathed the fitness industry for their entire life, but you've taken a little bit different of an approach when it comes to gym ownership. Why don't you tell us what is Spanga? How did you start this gym and why? Yeah, so Spanga is a franchise that comes out of Chicago. Um, it started in 2015 and it is 20 minutes of spin, 20 minutes of strength, 20 minutes of yoga and a 60 minute session. So our studio essentially has three fitness studios all in one to provide like all three pillars of fitness for our members when they come in. Um, my husband and I got introduced to Spanga in 2020. Um, I mean, but even before that, so my husband and I, when we were dating, we always like, we're business people. We met in the restaurant industry, um, selling software into restaurants. And so we just have a passion for business and marketing. And we always dreamed of having our own business one day and, prayed for a long time for the idea and never got one. So we decided to take somebody else's and run with it. And so in January of 2020, we got connected with a franchise broker um, and fitness made sense for us because we're both passionate about health, wellness, and me in particular, I am passionate about educating people on, um, their body and what they need to do to take their health to the next level. I, I just truly believe that most people just don't know like so much about how their body works and how to move it properly and what nutrition they truly need. And so I was looking to get into that space. It was exciting. And I love creating community, a place for people to connect and belong. And to me, the church is where that that the ma that magic really happens right. uh, or can happen. And so, yeah, we got connected with um, Spanga. I went and worked out at the Broomfield location. We're lucky enough to have that. It's only 20 minutes away. I was six months postpartum. It was my first like real workout. Oh, back. Wow. Yeah. And um, by the time I got to yoga, I was in child's pose the whole time because it just like kicked my butt. <laughs> I thought I was right. going to die. Um, but I truly had the sense of like, this is the workout I've been missing. And so it was a real like personal sort of like, I need this. Um, so to me, there was a need in the market for it. And I still believe that. Um, so we Flew to Chicago, March 2020 on the 3rd and 4th. And imagine you can <laughs> kind of tell what happened after that. On the 9th, we signed oh, our franchise agreement. And then on, you know, one week later, the world was shut down. And we were like, what the F did we get ourselves into? Perfect timing. So, yeah, that's that's that. And then, you know, the journey from there, we, you know, I still felt like we were called to this work. You know, it, it felt like a true calling situation from January to March. 
And so it's like, okay, like we just have to like keep taking steps and be smart about this. And so we officially opened December, 2020 or 2022. So last month, um, our soft opening was on the 6th and then our grand opening was on the 20th. We gave two free weeks to all of our founding members. So our official opening date was the 20th. So one month from today, actually. Yeah. So one yeah. month after And so here we are still business owner. And, and so <laughs> Stephanie, I mean, you coming from more of the, the corporate business world, the franchise model makes a lot of sense. It's here's the blueprint here. You can run it on your own, but here's some, some guidelines and some best practices along the way. Like you mentioned, obviously the pandemic hit every corner of, of this country and beyond, but that put a wrench in your opening plans, but you survived a month ago from today you opened and so give us an idea of what the business looks like today right obviously this is sort of the group class space that's the really big focus with the spin the strength and the yoga how many members and and what do they typically pay is usually a good frame reference for other people listening yeah um, yeah, the business, I still feel like is stabilizing so much has happened just even in the last month. Um, right. We had a mask mandate right in the middle of our soft opening, um, that came in through Colorado and then the holidays hit. And it seems to me, and you know, I'm new to this, like people's finances were really hit hard this year. And I think it's because so many people are out sick and Agreed. the job situation. And so, um, and then we had Omicron that came in and like so many of our members are sick. We've been doing like check-ins and people are just sick. So are like, we went from like packed classes during soft opening to like two to three to five people in our sessions. And we can, our occupant, our like max is 24. So we try to get 24 people in a session. So like two or three people in what's meant to be a group session is, is it's just not ideal. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, the business itself, um, we had 380 founding member signups. And so our average for our founding member was about $120. We had, we tiered it from when we started to when we like our first billing. And so our average was about 120 because we had different tiers at different times. Um, of those 380, we took a huge hit during our soft opening, again, because of the things I already mentioned, I believe. Um, and so we ended, uh, I stopped paying attention at some point because it hurt so bad, but I think we ended somewhere in like 220-ish area, um, which is, you know, for a new gym, um, I, I still feel is, is, is good and buildable. So we are at 240 eight as of last night for memberships and we're I haven't looked at the total new average but I do know that like my I'm averaging 132 for new sales okay at full price gotcha okay so a bit of a roller coaster here we had yeah the the optimism of finally being able to open getting these founding member signups and then here we are again with, with some political mandates 
yeah. you guys took a hit from that. But to your point, we're back to 248. We're sort of climbing back up from that initial hit that you took. And this, we've been a business for a month, right? There's yeah. going to be some fluctuation and especially seasonally right. at the time of the year that you're in. And so have you guys in the, the space that you're in, the square footage that you have, do you, do you have a target in mind for we want to be at X amount of members? Yeah, for us, I mean, our facility, um, if you ever go to Espanga, is absolutely beautiful. It's an experience just to be in it. So you can imagine with that, the build out for it was quite pricey. Right. Um, so for us, like our break even is in the 300s, low 300s. Um, so for me, my target is to get in to to get to that as soon as possible we have 100 members in 100 days initiative going on with my staff right now and we are um we are ahead of pace so that's good um and my goal is 400 for us like at our capacity we have 24 people and when we're getting that like 15 plus in a session the energy in the room is like so fun so positive um, you know, and so I feel like 400 is a, like a good benchmark for us yep. because that's when like the healthy community really starts to thrive. Yep. Um, and we're profitable, which is right. <laughs> Important when it comes yes. to running a business and, yeah. and Stephanie, I mean, you have, you have a background in marketing and sales. And so I feel this will be a really helpful question for other gym owners. What are you guys doing? to drive new leads into the business to in your journey to get to that 400. Right. Yeah. I mean, like all good marketing, in my opinion, it's multi multifaceted. So there's Absolutely. no like easy button that I'm pushing. It's uh, there's an understanding that like it all works together. Um, we invest heavily in digital, um, mm -hmm. which I know that some people don't like, like that cost because it is quite expensive. Um, but it gets, a lot of brand awareness out, right? So like for me, it's like, where are we at in the life cycle of the business? It's brand awareness. So that's like the focus. And so digital marketing, whether it converts or not, um, I mean, our hope is that it always does, is that it's getting, it hits the most amount of people for your big, like it's, it is the biggest bang for your buck when you really think about it. Um, even though it does seem expensive, we've been driving a lot of, um, bring a buddy campaigns. Um, so, um, our, and our franchise, um, they actually rolled out. We have a really awesome app that has a bring a buddy button on it. So that's been really helpful. So we've been getting, and we've been doing monthly contests for, if you bring a friend, you get into the raffle and some fun prizes there. Yeah. Um, we are heavily invested in the community. For me, like one of our core values is community. Um, and that's been a huge driver for us. I joined the Chamber of Commerce. It was one of the very first things I did. So like I had a lease and that was it. And I joined the Chamber and I've been like investing in the business relationships and the approach that I took was how can I support you? I've got a platform right now. How can I support your businesses? Um, and, you know, and then I just sent out an email the other day, like, here's some ways we're open. Here's some ways that we would love to support you. Um, but it's like two ways. It's like, come in and birth the table and talk to people, come have a workshop here, yeah. like those sort of things. 
um, as a new business, we also, one of our big sales drivers is we gave away a free year of membership for the person who referred the most people. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, we had two people like fighting their way to the top and they have sent us like probably about 30 referrals each. And so, yeah. I mean, that's been a huge driver huge. And building the relationships with them. Once the like director of the chamber and the other owns a very successful business, that's like rock throwing distance from us. Um, and then we have some digital, we do invest in um, uh, paper print. So like handing out flyers, um, putting flyers at places. Um, we invested in two direct mailers this year. Again, those are hard to track. They're very expensive, but it blasts that brand awareness. Right. And then my team, we're starting to talk about community events that we can start engaging with um, here in the spring and summer to get outdoors and just connect with people. So yeah, lots of different things. I think your very first point there is really important and good marketing is more of a toolkit than a single tool. We need to yes. hit people in different channels because we may be limiting ourselves if we're focusing on just one or, or two different things. At the end of the day, the goal is new memberships, new business, right? Good leads are great, but transitioning them into paying members is the name of the game. One thing that I wanted to, to dive in with you about, because I think it's really underutilized and to your point was, was kind of the focus for you is on the digital marketing side. Within fitness, at least, it seems to be the sentiment that so many people just see it as this expense, right? You said, hey, it can be expensive, but if done properly, provides a pretty good ROI, yeah. right? Yes, we're spending money up front, but ideally it brings money back on the back end. If it's not, right. then we're doing something wrong. But what does that look like for you guys? Because there's so many different options of how to do that. Is this Facebook? Is this Instagram, Google, some combination? What do you where do you guys focus your time? Again, it's it's multifaceted. And yeah. I think it has to be. Um, we invest our biggest investment is in um is in ads on Facebook and Instagram. And that gets us the highest volume of leads. So that gets okay. us on average two to three leads a day um, most of the time. And it fluctuates, you know, we've had some problems with our ads in December, um, you know, but I've tracked the ROI on it. And it's like, they, you know, the conversion rate is like 10%, but again, you're hitting, you're hitting such a vast, like amount of people with it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't it's a volume yeah, for sure. They see the ad on Instagram and then they see us out in public and then their friend invites them. It solidifies that lead, um, even if they never click on it, but I paid for it, you know. Yep. Um, we also, and I think this is an important one that often gets missed is search engine marketing. Um, so layman's terms, that means that you are paying Google to put your ad at the top of the page. A lot of business owners focus a lot on the SEO, which is the search engine optimization, which is also right. important. But a lot of people don't know that like you can pay for your business to be at the top Down of the line. Search. <laughs> like, yeah. And that is such an underutilized yeah. 
um, space, we started doing that. I was just talking to another um, Spangle location owner and they're like, oh yeah, we're doing that. I was like, okay, let's like break it down. Are you paying for this? And they're like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like, so that's a really important thing um, is to pay to be at the top of Google. Um, you obviously want to be careful with like terms there. Yoga terms can be very high uh, costs, but there's other ones of like course, yeah. and everything you know, affects pricing. And, on this and, you know, those sort of things that can be lower cost. Um, and another one that is really easy and low cost. I mean, the investment is in your like staffing or your time. If you're doing it is um, growing your organic Instagram content um, connecting with other, like we've recently connected with other business and promoted each other. Like we added like 30 followers this month. Um, but then it's what you do with those followers. So I have someone on my team who is sending them voice memos. Thank you for following us. Do you want to come in for a free class? So we're in like, or like, Hey, I saw that you went to wherever looked really cool. How was your trip? you know, like engaging in the conversation with those new followers. And that is free to do like yeah. that, like payroll. that, like that is like such a great place. I will say with that though, I am a huge advocate for like quality over quantity. So a big rule I stick to, if you went to my Instagram page, it's like, I'm not posting every day. There's some marketing companies that will ask you to like, they'll do your social media content. And I hate how they blast five posts a day and it's just all noise. So ours yeah. is like yeah. very like quality. Like we are trying to show yeah. you a little more hard hitting. Yeah. So I think that's okay. a big one that we invest in. And I've yeah. honestly slacked a little bit on right now. Cause again, that one does take time if you're doing quality content, but it's worth the investment. Yeah. I think when it comes to, getting these leads, like you said, it's what you do with them more so than just having them in the first place. And so walk us through kind of what happens next, right? We get a lead from Facebook, Instagram, Google, mm -hmm. walk in off the street, wherever the lead comes from. Yeah. What happens next, right? Who's in charge of getting them booked for a consultation and who's handling the sales for you guys? Yeah, so it's a team effort, but the front desk, our goal is for them, they're supposed to be checking our, our like lead management tool and our, our um, inbox, our studio like email inbox, like throughout the shift. And the goal is always that a lead is called within 15 minutes and at the very latest within an hour. Obviously, that's not possible when the lead comes in at two in the morning, but, right. you know, <laughs> you know, we make our best Within effort. Reason. Call, yeah, like while they're thinking about us, call them. Um, and then from there, it's just inviting them in for a free session, you know, um, and then once they come in, um, you know, we and the corporate gives us some great training tools on this so that I am thankful for being a part of a franchise is like the, you know, tested and tried, but our process is it starts with a consultation. So we ask them to come in 30 minutes before their session. Okay. And I think this is a really important step that my team is learning to do better every single day, but we sit down and we ask the questions, you know, like, why are you here? What are you doing? Do you have a gym membership somewhere else? You know, and they might, they might have something at 24 hour fitness. And so, okay, well, are you looking to replace that or supplement it? So we get to know, like, why are they there? What are they looking for? 
Um, you know, and even in that, they're not going to be 100% honest with us because we haven't built that trust yet, but we try to get to know that, find injuries, injuries. And so that's all happening by, from the front desk. Prior they to hand the it off session. to the instructor who then we kind of like pass off the information. Hi, this is Joe. He's come in today because he's really missing some cardio. He's never done spin before. So help him, you know, get to know the bike a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a shoulder injury, that sort of thing. So like hand off to the instructor. And then the instructor is a very vital part of the sales process that we're like continuing to train yeah, on. This handshake yeah. from person yeah. to person. But we have a unique opportunity because we have the spin bike that we need to set them up on. Um, and so then during that setup, it's like that instructor responsible for asking the, the deeper questions and the, like getting to know them a little bit more. Right. And then during the session, you know, like giving them that extra attention. And then at the end of it, being a sales professional who says, all right, Susie, like, how do you feel right now? Like, remind me, why are you here? Yeah. Endorphins awesome. are high. Yeah. You know, get them awesome. well hot. Yeah. So you want to lose 30 pounds. I need you to be consistent and I need you to be here. I can't help you for not here. So I'm going to recommend that you do the three times like our, our unlimited membership so that you can be coming at least three times a week. I'm going to take you to the front desk and Stephanie's going to help tell you about the promotions got going on. When am I going to see you next? So it's like that, like assumptive selling, like, I'm the fitness professional, just like a doctor would tell you, like you want to yeah, absolutely. this is what you need to do. So we're not doing that to perfection right now, but that's the goal of our sales process and that mm -hmm. we're working towards like zoning in. And to me, it's a really important, one of the podcasts I listen to you, it's like, to me, that's, that's serving and that's love. And that's really caring about your members and yeah. like being bold and telling them what they need, you know? Yes. So, and then, you know, some people, they're just kind of hesitant. And so we actually do like try to get them booked into a second session if they're not ready to sign up that day, because if they walk out of there and they don't have something else booked, like the chances of selling them, like, immediately dropped <laughs> it's yeah. gone they're yeah. not thinking about you they said they want to think about it they're not thinking about you no. <laughs> like, i forgot um, my wallet yeah 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 so um so that second session isn't a really important one and we've had a lot of sales off that second one and yeah. also like that second one right now is really important because my sales process and team is not like everybody needs some more training and right and, yeah and that's that's what my next question was going to be is in, in this kind of ultimate marketing and sales funnel way up at the top, we have lead gen somewhere in the middle. We have this sales consultation game. And then down at the bottom is retention. It sounds like that middle part is your focus right now. Right now. Yeah. 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 It's my, I do have a goal to kind of, uh, to like focus more on that retention, but right now it's like, we we're got a race to the We just black. need to convert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but it is important. And I do have a little bit of focus on it, you know, so like we've got a challenge coming down from corporate, but I really think is going to like help build that team. We uh, are like build that sense of community and fun within the studio. Um, we had a master instructor in town this weekend for some instructor training. And she actually gave us some fun stuff of like, how can we connect our members with each other? 
And so that doesn't seem like sales, but it so is like she, and I think she might've taken it from someone else, but it, um, but something she was said over and over again that I just like so good is that people don't cancel relationships. They cancel right. memberships. Yeah. So how in the session and outside of the session, can we connect our members yeah. so they know each other in our, I mean, I don't need to tell you this in our industry retention is pretty much a direct reflection of utilization. If people are coming three times a week, they're not going to cancel. It's the people that they go from three times and then next week they're doing two. Then we might not see them maybe once a week. Those are the people that are canceling. And so I think for you guys as a new business, you're focusing on the right things, right? We just need to build to a certain level and then we can think about the other holes in the bucket down the line. But right. Right now, we just need to get to X, Y, Z numbers right? so that we have accurate data, right? A month in, we can't speak to retention. We're a month old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and honestly, so we actually have a tool that we use that like shows us like utilization and it is so skewed right now, right? In my opinion, because it's like, again, like our soft opening classes were packed and waitlisted, you know, of course they were, it was free. And, right. you know, it was before Christmas, but then like Christmas, like utilization was so low. We barely had butts in seats. And then the last couple of weeks it's been low and we've been doing check-ins with members who we haven't seen in a while. And like so many people are sick or have been exposed and they're just staying yeah. away um, to like, you know, so they yeah. don't get And so that there may be more of a rebound from that 380 that you originally signed right. up there may be a bigger bounce back than you think i hope so <laughs> to the point i mean we're four weeks in operation like we just don't have the data to really yeah. make decisions yet and so yeah it's it's interesting um but i mean stephanie i think you guys are are doing the right things controlling what you can control to build this business now let me ask you this we we said earlier 400 is sort of the benchmark, the target in your mind, but what's the big picture for you in this business? What are, what are you guys striving for long-term? Um, we, so we actually signed for three licenses for this. And so our dream, my husband and I is to be three locations open. Um, you know, our model is similar to orange theory and so like i know that some of those studios are running at like six seven hundred members um but for me and the space we have available i think like the dream is to be at like between like 450 and 600 per location i think any more than that you kind of lose that sense of community you get too overbooked and like too many wait lists but like I think that 450 really is like the, like that to me, that's a healthy studio for our model um, and what we're trying to, to do yeah. here. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's important, right? When we start, obviously this is as new of a new business as we can talk about, but not just kind of surviving in, in this moment, but knowing the direction that you're trying to go long-term and, and you guys having the foresight to know it's not just one location. Like we have bigger aspirations as business people yeah. than just this specific spot and kind of pre-planning that. 
in yeah. the longer term. Stephanie, your insight here, your contribution to the podcast is tremendously appreciated. I can't thank you enough, but before we get out of here, why don't you tell people where they can find out a little bit more about Spango Wheat Ridge? Yeah, uh, we, our Instagram page, like I said, is super active um, and will be even more so in the next couple of months. So you can find us at Spango Wheat Ridge on Instagram and Facebook. And um, yeah, if you're in Colorado, our location is at 38th and Sheridan in Wheat Ridge, very close to Denver. Um, we're about 15 minutes from um, downtown central. So, so yeah, that's where we can find us. And you can also go to wheatridgeco.spanga.com to see our specific location or spanga.com to see um, if there's one near you. That is perfect. Like I said, I can't thank you enough. And I'm excited to see what the future of this is. One month in, we'll have to get you back on one year in. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. I'm in. Fantastic. <laughs> well, Stephanie, I thank you to everyone who tuned in today. We thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Kalina from Kalina Fitness in Daphne, Alabama. What's up, Kalina? How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. All right. So let's jump into how you got started in fitness. What is it that made you want to be a personal trainer? Um, I love working with the public. I've always worked out cheerleading, dance, um, this was my way of working with others to try to help them meet their fitness goals. And um, I just really am into lifting weights. I used to compete. So that was a way for me to push myself to see how far I could go. Mm -hmm. um, so I've trained other people to compete as well. I just, I feel like that's a growing industry and I just really enjoy working with others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can completely relate to that. That's kind of what got me started in the fitness industry as well was competing, you know, and it's like, you make such a yeah. crazy transformation yourself. And then other people yeah. are drawn to that and they want to know how you did it and then they want to do it. And it just kind of happens naturally. So I can definitely exactly. relate to that. All right. So now are you training, um, kind of like general public along with some people who are looking to compete? What is your kind of uh, target market look like right now? Um, right now, for the most part, I train clients that are local. Okay. However, um, word of mouth, I have clients that I used to train that lived here that have moved away. Now I do Zoom calls with them or 
FaceTime, I actually just hung up with a FaceTime client of mine that lives in Louisiana and I'm in Alabama. Okay. Um, so I like that aspect too, cause I can work from wherever I can work from home. Like I am now. Um, yeah, I, I like working with people who are trying to push themselves. Of course, you know, something that challenges me. So for me, competing was a challenge and I like working with others. I don't really want to do it again necessarily because right. <laughs> it is a lot of work. I mean, yes. it's a full-time job in itself, getting yourself ready for competition. And then whenever other people are trying to train with you and want to do the same thing, you're just kind of tapped out a little bit. If anybody's going through that before yourself, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a lot of work, but yeah. I love working with people and trying to make themselves better as far as losing weight or gaining muscle or competing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of my niche here. Um, as far as like bodybuilding and stuff like that, that's more my avenue. Right. But I train anybody from the age of 16 to 80. So <laughs> it varies in between everything. in between. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So now are you training out of a facility now or a couple facilities or what does that look like for you right now? Um, Currently I work at a personal training studio. So it's just me and three other trainers that work there. We're all individual business owners. Um, So we just do one-on-one or I train, I have some group classes that I do as well, but it's mostly one-on-one. It's a smaller studio that we train out of so it's very personal especially with covid a lot of people don't like the gym atmosphere at this point they want something that's smaller and not a lot of people that are in there so Mm -hmm. that has actually been a great thing right now with a smaller facility um but again like zoom calls and facetime that's become very popular um writing workouts sending those to people anywhere Mm -hmm. in the country. I mean, I've done that as well too. So it's just kind of everything with COVID has just made things crazy right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's for sure. Now, how many clients are you currently serving? Um, Myself personally, probably 23 to 25. And that's working almost five days a week. And long hours. I mean, as most trainers know, they have that kind of middle of the day gap where, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have as many clients. So it's starting at 5 a.m., working up till noon or so, coming back two hours later and working till seven or eight o'clock at night. It's the gym life. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I always used to say, we're working when everybody else isn't working. And when everybody else is working, we're not working. Yes. Um, So yeah, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it can make things challenging as far as scheduling goes, you know, it's a lot and it starts early and it goes late into the evening and, you can be a lot of and that's pretty much our life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now <laughs> with the, um, the online space, so being on the online space that can kind of help to allow you to still serve clients, but then also not really bog up your schedule, you know, because on right. the side of actually training the people in person that takes that aspect away you can still provide them with the nutrition the accountability the workouts but you don't actually have to physically spend the time there with them so is that something that you're looking to do more of i would like to get more into online training 
for sure, mm -hmm. because I can do that from anywhere. So right. like I said, I can be home and I can train somebody, um, clients of mine that I've trained for years. I can do mm -hmm. that when I'm in the car. I mean, not that I, but it's still the one-on-one. -on -one. It's still my time. It's still, um, being one-on-one -on -one with them unless right. they decide to do something that they want something written up for them or the nutrition plans. I'm certified nu with nutrition as well. So I do a lot mm -hmm. of nutrition plans. Um, but yeah, as far as actually being in the gym, it does free up that time that I don't have to be there as much. So I would right. kind of like, to, and, and that seems to be more what clients are leaning towards is doing online or doing mm -hmm. um, Zoom calls that are group sessions online. I mean, right. that's, you know, mm -hmm. so it does, it does free up more time in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. And usually what people are missing is the direction and accountability. You know, yes. it's like they just need somebody to tell them what to do and they need somebody there right. holding them accountable. Those are the two main things that people really need. Every and day. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And you can provide that for people online just as well as you can in person, especially now with, you know, Zoom being such a popular option right. and FaceTime. And, you know, it's and like you said, a lot of people are kind of interested in that now in in this post COVID world. Um, so many people have transitioned to that over the last couple of years or so. It's almost like they're used to that now. Yes. And it's just like group classes. Like mm -hmm. you can sign up for a class at five o'clock in the morning while well, there's going to be 15 people there. So it's like, well, I don't have to go. I don't have that accountability with the trainer. If I don't go, there's still going to be 14 other right. people there. Yes. So when they have the one-on-one -on -one training, they know, well, if I'm not there, my trainer is still going to be there. And that gives them that accountability. So mm -hmm. it, that's where the one-on-one -on -one works out a lot better. I mean, right. group sessions are great too. I enjoy both, but a lot of people do want that one-on-one -on -one to be there at a set time on certain days mm -hmm. so that it makes them show up too. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. It makes it a lot harder to hide, you know, so when you're the only you one there. Hide. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now as far as getting the word out there about the services that you provide and letting people know that you're there uh, and the services that you're offering, how are you going about doing that? Um, at this point in time, I mean, it's first of the year again. It, everybody has their New Year's resolutions. So, you know, this is a busy time for most trainers, as it is myself, mm -hmm. that you have a hard time finding places. I mean, you're one person, you can only put people in so many slots until you right. don't have anything left to give, yes. which is kind of where I'm at at this point. Yep. Um, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So trying to find um, the time to put people in, I'm not having that issue, thank God, at this point. So I really haven't had to market. I mean, I started off you know, moving to this area. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, from Pennsylvania. And okay. I've been down here for 11, 12 years. So it's been a slow process building my business, but through word of mouth and starting off with marketing, um, I've been fortunate even if I, you know, lose a client due to financial struggles and they can't continue at that time. Luckily, they, most of them come back to me at some point in time and try to come back and get a slot again. So I really 
have been blessed in that sense that having a website has been my marketing tool and knowing that I've competed before a lot of people know my background as far as that goes. So Mm -hmm. in this area, it has helped me a lot. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, So now what are your goals or main focuses within the business for 2022? Um, To continue to keep clients, of course, um, to expand in the sense of doing more online training, because I would Mm -hmm. like to kind of get away from being in the gym as much. I do like the person to person being face to face, but it is nice being able to train from other places as well. Um, Like I said, I do like the group training. I would like to build that up a little bit more as well more so probably online. And I think with COVID and everything else, even though that's, you know, back and forth, that has become a big thing where people do want to train online and that's just becoming more and more popular. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It can definitely help to free up some of your time as well as those group classes, you know, getting more people in at the same time. Yes. Yes definitely allow you to have a little bit more freedom within your schedule and not be in the gym so many hours during the day because that gets to a point right where it gets exhausting (laughs) yeah and then it's like it's almost hard for you to provide the same level of service attention exactly and focus and give them your full attention because you you start to tap out a little bit and yeah you know it's a long day but right. you want to give everything to your client. And I try to give everything that I can with each person. And you develop friendships with everybody yes. that you train to. You spend that one-on-one time with them and you mm-hmm. see them two and three times a week and you know about their kids and their family life. And I enjoy that part too, because I'm a people person. So I really mm-hmm. like that aspect too. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So what would it do for you Personally, if you were able to, you know, get back some of your time and not have to be in the gym for so many hours on a daily basis, so many days a week. What would that do for me mentally? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it would allow me to have uh, more time with my son. I do have a nine-year-old too. So okay. Um, mm-hmm it does take time away from him because I'm working early mornings and it's hard to get him to school. And luckily I have my mother who helps me out a lot. Um, in the evenings, you know, you miss the homework times and right. that kind of stuff. So working from home, of course, opens that up a little bit more where I'm more accessible to having time with him mm-hmm. and family and just kind of when you are more focused in the things that are going on in your home life, it makes you a better person to provide for your clients as well. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. You know, being able to be there more in the afternoons, maybe when your son is doing his homework and just be able to provide that for him. That's huge, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then also just the aspect of you being able to even provide a better level of service, even if that doesn't mean that you're in person with those clients. But if you're doing better on your own, you know, you're more getting more rest. You have more to and, give to your clients. Yeah. More of right. yourself. Right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I always like to use the um, 
kind of like the reference, like when you're on an airplane and they kind of go through the safety briefing at the beginning of the flight and with the oxygen masks, you know, they always say, yes. put your mask on before helping someone else. Other people. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's like the same thing, you know, as personal trainers, as gym owners, we kind of get into situations where it's like, we're just taking care of everybody else all the time. And, and we it's lose really focus easy. of ourselves. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was being in the gym, you know, I wasn't working out, I wasn't eating properly. And then everybody's like, well, what do you do? You know, what do you eat? That's and exactly. you're like, oh yes, gosh, yes. like, we're not going to talk about that right now. You know, just because my Your day gets- just asked me that too. She said, when do you have time to work out? And I said, well, this morning, for instance, my 6 a.m. had canceled right at the last minute. Yep. That's when I'm going to work out. It's kind of a, I mean, when I was competing, I had to pencil myself in just like right. any other client. Yes. Now it's kind of like, well, if somebody cancels, that's when I fit it in. Or sometimes being perfectly honest, you go through the whole day and you're just too tired. I mean, I hate yes. to say that, but you don't have time for yourself. So no. you have to just skip a day and right. you hate doing that, but it's, it's just part of the job. It's part of servicing your clients first. And mm-hmm. that's where you kind of get put on the back burner. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like once you're in the gym for 12, 14, 16 hours a day, it's like, that's the last thing you want to do is, is work out for another hour to two hours on your own, you know? So yeah, I can completely understand that. Um, all right. So now one thing I'd love to ask every personal trainer, every, uh, business owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, opening their own business, kind of going their own way, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, understand that the first year, two years, you're going to take a loss <laughs> in mm-hmm. every which way from the time that you put in from expenses to equipment, to marketing, to advertising. I mean, you kind of start under before you can finally get ahead. And it took me a little bit of time to get to that point where I was at ground zero and then I could move up from there. And again, that then you feel like you're doing well and then COVID hits <laughs> and then you kind of mm-hmm. slide backwards again. So you have right. to know that you're going into it with expense and extra time that you don't necessarily want to put in, but in the long run, it's, it's worth it because you reap the benefits in the end. Yes, yes, absolutely. Kind of being willing to stick through the hard times in the beginning to get to the bright side, you know? Exactly. To get to the other side. Right. And most gyms aren't profitable until year five. You know, so if you think about that, and as a personal trainer, you do have less overhead costs, which is fantastic. Um, But it does take a little bit of time for you to get yourself into a situation where you are really profitable, you know, and you can rely on that income on a monthly basis. Um, So being, being willing, knowing that in the beginning and being willing to kind of take that on initially is important. Cause it does yeah. take a little bit of time to build your clientele up and get yourself in a good it does. position. It does. Yeah. And it just depends also on how you go about it. If you're somebody who's going to start as a personal trainer and work for somebody else at a gym, you really mm-hmm. don't have to 
build up your overhead because you're working for somebody. But if you're right. starting off and you want to have your own business, it does take more time, obviously, to build your own clientele, to get the equipment, to market. It, it, it's just what what is more important to you at that time. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, absolutely. It's definitely it's a process. Yes. Yes. If that's what you want to do. And for myself, it was like, I could never see myself doing anything outside of the fitness realm, you know? So it was yes. like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it work. So if you really want to make it work, you absolutely can. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? I am in the one percentile that is really not on social media. Wow. Oh my <laughs> Believe goodness. Believe it or not. <laughs> It makes you a happier person. I have learned that. Um, yeah, that's kind of odd. I do have a website, which is my name, Kalina, K-A-L-E-I-N-A, fitness.com. Um, and like I said, I've got a lot of business through my website, through word of mouth. Um, yeah, that's pretty much worked for me. I mean, I used to have Instagram and Facebook. I just, I really am not a big social media person. My friends all know that. But it's worked well for me with just my website. So yeah. in this area, it's it's been okay. I know a lot of people are probably like, she's not on social media, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> no worries. At least you have a website. So people can at, find at least there. I have a website and that has worked. So I yes. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So Kalina from Kalina Fitness in Daphne, Alabama. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been fantastic having you on the show. Thank you so, so much. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, working hard, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic Tay. I'm here with my guest, owner of Anytime Fitness in New Richmond, Ohio, Lance Sizemore. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you being on with us. I'm super excited to uh, talk about your business and your background. So am I. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's let's hop into it. Just first of all, um, some people may or may not be familiar with the Anytime Friend, uh, Fitness model. So tell us a little bit about your specific club. 
Um, yeah, so we're about uh, 3,500 square feet. Um, we do have a uh, functional training space. Uh, we got free weights. Um, we have ellipticals. Um, we do have uh, uh, bathroom showers, um, uh, kind of locker room area. Um, we opened in uh, May of uh, 21. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, our, our biggest goal, obviously, is uh, in our community to uh, you know, be a place where people can come, uh, feel comfortable to work out um, and, uh, and have fun while they're doing it. So. Awesome. So as you sit here, we're, uh, we're an audio only podcast, but one of the things I couldn't help notice was you showed up on video here for our interview with your Papa John's hat. Conversation leads to us to know this ain't your first time in the ring, your first rodeo with the franchise. Heck, it's not your fourth or fifth. So give us a little bit of the background and where you are um, as a business owner, your background, multiple business franchisee, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so I've got uh, four Papa John's pizzas. Um, I've got a Ace Hardware. Um, I've got a Gold Star Chili, which is a regional uh, uh, Cincinnati-based chili parlor. Um, and then the uh, Anytime Fitness. Awesome. So how long have you been in the franchise business world? Um, so the franchise business world, I've only been in really since 2019. Um, prior to that, I was in real estate. Uh, I had about 120 uh, apartment units, rental units. Um, that I'd done for about 10 years prior to that. Um, so sold those and got into the franchising. Okay, so <laughs> you've basically started this snowball and it hasn't stopped in the last three years. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Amazing, amazing. So we got Papa John's, we got hardware stores, we got chili restaurants, and, and now, uh, now a gym with, uh, with an eye to the future of multiple gym locations too, right? Yep, exactly. Now, do you find, you know, you've got... Uh, the, the biggest number of units you've got are the four Papa John's. Is there really a, a steep initial learning curve when you go into a franchise, but once you have it, you feel like duplicating it becomes exponentially easier? Is that the draw for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, that is so the, uh, the first one. I mean, obviously, it's, it's hard to open a first one of anything um, and multiply that by two when you get to the second one. Um, cause you can't be there ever. You can't be at both places at once. Um, but then once you get the hang of two down, um, it becomes a lot, uh, I don't want to say easier, but you get better at management. Um, you better managing people, um, managing time, things like that. Um, and being able to open, you know, multiple franchises, then, you know, hire somebody and be able to pay them a good salary, um, to you know, kind of be your right hand man to, you know, help you with those different locations. So definitely as we grow, whether it's any time, whether it's Papa John's ACE, um, the, in a perfect world, um, the more we get, the, uh, the easier it is to manage uh, and the better we get at managing. So, Awesome. So uh, where you are in New Richmond, Ohio, this was a new area that you moved to. You saw these multiple service needs in the community, a gym being one of them. What was it about the anytime model that was most appealing to you and, and led you to go in that direction? Because clearly it sounds like once you have your mindset, I'm going to do this you're going to do it it's just a matter of of how and with who yep exactly so the the biggest um uh the most attractive thing to me about the uh, anytime fitness model was number one the 24 7 access um i really like that because there's a lot of people around here that you know want to work out really early really late middle of the night um and then the second thing that i really liked was the um uh, reciprocity so they can be a member here but then they can also use their membership at another anytime fitness um, and so we've got, uh, again, we're, I, I, I consider us isolated or, our, our, uh, community at least, 
in that, you know, Cincinnati is about 20 miles uh, or 20 minutes to the west of us, uh, but there's really nothing between us and Cincinnati. Um, so it's nice. There's a lot of, you know, people that commute that live here, but, you know, work in Cincinnati or work somewhere else um, that they can use their membership at those locations. Whereas if I had opened, you know, a lot of other franchises or even just Lance's gym, they wouldn't be able to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are definitely um, a lot of the highlights, a lot of the things that I hear from, you know, other franchisees. And one of the other things that, you know, we'll, we'll dig into a little later in the podcast is this, this cultural movement uh, from, from the, the franchise level of moving, you know, offering the 24 seven access to reciprocity, all the things that it has, and then also putting an emphasis on uh, even, even more effective client results, coaching, training, than you might get in, in other uh, 24 seven access models. So was that a, a draw for you too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what there's uh, there's nothing around here that offers any sort of coaching training um, you know, on a level like we've got. So awesome. So, uh, there were, uh, as everybody can relate to, I feel like in any business right now, some supply chain issues, uh, that delayed your opening. Uh, you were, you weren't afraid, uh, the pandemic didn't scare you off. You kind of signed up to become a franchisee in late 2020. So things were questionable. You, you knew you were going into it guns blazing, uh, but weren't able to get all your equipment, weren't able to get everything kicked off uh, to about May. But once you had your timeline, you did decide, all right, I'm going to do a pre-sale. Uh, and that people seem to go either way on these, whether they want to wait till they have something tangible to show people uh, or not. But you went the route of the pre-sale. Give us a little bit of how you ran that, you know, how you promoted it. Uh, it sounds like it was pretty successful for you. So what went into it for you? Um, you know, do you feel like any of your areas of other business experience played into it? And, uh, you know, just give us the kind of breakdown of how you decided to run it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, going into it, I had the, uh, the Papa John's already established here in New Richmond. Um, we got a great reputation in the community. So I was able to really, you know, leverage and uh, use that, uh, uh, that loudspeaker, so to speak to say, hey, I'm also opening a, a fitness center um, and would really like to get some, some pre-sales. Um, and I also use the pre-sale as, um, hey, here's the equipment, here's the layout. You know, we can still change some of this stuff. You guys have any input? Um, you know, just asking people in the community just to really generate that buzz. Um, so, but to add, so on the member side, we signed up about 150 people before we opened. Um, so that obviously was very successful. Um, a couple of things that I did, I've also got the Ace Hardware. So if you did a pre-sale, you got like a free bag of mulch. Um, you got a free pizza. Um, you got lifetime discounts at both the uh, Ace Hardware and the uh, and the Papa John's. Um, and then something else. So we're a small community, but we're also a tight knit community. So we uh, I partnered with uh, like there's a restaurant called the Front Street Cafe here in New Richmond. So they actually let us. They've got a really busy um, Saturday Sunday brunch they do. So they let us set up um, at their cafe um, and sign people up um, right there. So that was I think our most successful weekend of signups. Um, so that's where, you know, if, if I'm giving any advice to any other, you know, people looking to open a gym, I would definitely say reach out to people in the community, um, other business owners, and because uh, a lot of them will support uh, what you're doing. So, yeah, and that that basically went right into the next thing that I want to point out is, you know, our listeners might say, hey, you know, Dom, Lance, I don't own two or three or four other businesses in the community, so I don't have this open door access to promote my thing, but 
in any community, there are going to be a certain number of other businesses who don't see you as competition, who want to have some type of collaboration. But if you don't get out there, do some hand-to-hand -hand combat, show your face, talk about, you know, what you're going to be doing with it, you're, you're not going to find any of them. So, you know, whether you own them or Joe, your neighbor owns them, getting out into the other businesses in your community, talking about your thing, trying to get, generate some excitement, you're going to find some people that are willing to support you. Oh yeah, absolutely. So pre-sale leads to grand opening in May of 2021, correct? Correct. All right. And then since then, you still haven't had to delve too deeply into uh, paid advertising, haven't, haven't thrown any money the, the way of the Google or, or not too much in, in the Facebook machine. It's still been a lot of co-branding, co-marketing with your other businesses. Um, have you continued to work with other businesses in the community also that, that you don't own? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we did um, back in October, we did a, a pumpkin run 5K. Um, so we partnered with every, uh, uh, so we have like a small enter entertainment district because we're right on the river. Um, so on Front Street is where the river's at. So we partnered with all the restaurants and bars down there for that uh, pumpkin run 5K. Um, and uh, so it was anytime fitness pumpkin run, uh, did swag bags, all that. So I know we got some memberships from that. We did some uh, personal training out of that. Um, and then we're starting actually this Wednesday, a running club. Um, so it's free for anybody in the community. We're sponsoring it. Um, and then anybody that joins the running club, um, at the end of it, it ends right there on Front Street again, um, where they can go into any of the restaurants and uh, like the Front Street Cafes partner with us where they're given a discount. It's their pasta night tonight or on Wednesday nights. Um, so if you're in the running club, you get a discount on pasta and half off bottle of wine. Um, so things like that, just make it fun. Um, like I said, we want it to be a, a comfortable and fun environment. And that's really what we try to brand everything around. So. Absolutely. Yeah. What goes together better than running in pasta, right? Exactly. Yes. Got to have, got to carb load. Okay. So as far as that goes, this will kind of lead me into staffing, which is something that I'm interested in with a facility like yours. Is that running club being led by yourself, by a staff? staff uh, by, uh, yeah. By my uh, trainer, actually. Okay. So, so you, you've got somebody in house who had an interest in it. You guys brainstorm, you come up with, with the idea, hey, this is going to generate interest in the club. This is going to lead to new clients potentially for your trainer. Um, and then it's just a matter of getting out there again, knocking on doors and seeing who wants to support it and, and then go from there. Yep, absolutely. Perfect. So you have, do you have two trainers currently? Um, currently, we just have one full-time trainer. Okay. Yep. Okay, so this is, as far as that trainer goes, what was your hiring process? How did you find them? I mean, finding anybody these days is, is the bane of a lot of people's existence. So what, you know, what did you, where'd you find them? What did your, uh, your vetting process look like? Yes, well, it's kind of funny. So my uh, trainer actually was a Papa John's employee. Um, she's a college student. Um, <laughs> and uh, I knew she had a passion for fitness. Um, every day after work, she'd be going to the gym uh, before I had uh, the Anytime Fitness. Um, so I opened it and uh, like I said, we didn't offer training at the beginning. Uh, then as I started offering training, I actually approached her and I said, Hey, is this something you'd like to do? Um, she said, absolutely. And now she's a full-time trainer. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. local colleges and universities are probably one of the most overlooked sources of trainers in the whole industry. And it's sometimes it's it almost seems too obvious, but for multiple reasons, 
you know, it's, we always talk about, all right, you can put ads on Indeed to find people. There's trainer-specific websites. You can run your own ads on, on Facebook or Instagram for trainers. There's, there's a, you know, sometimes you can pull people out of your membership. That's usually something, you know, when you've been open longer, you can observe who interacts with who. But, you know, you had this, this person in your ecosystem, so it's great, but not a lot of people will go and talk to, you know, exercise science, you know, uh, department heads, people in local colleges, universities who, who have this ripe group of people who said, you know, hey, I'm going to spend $100,000 getting trained on how to train people. I'm not sure where I'm going to work when I get out. It almost, you know, for some gyms becomes a, a ready-made funnel. You know, yep. they're picking out people who have the technical expertise, screening for, you know, culture, personality fit. And it's just, you know, hey, thanks. Thanks, local college. Uh, you're going to you're going to be my minor league club for yep. as long as I'm in business. So really cool connection to make as far as that goes. So she is your trainer now. So are you serving as besides owner? You're wearing the other hats, general manager, salesperson, uh, you know, cleanup guy, how many of these roles do you have delegated out, if any, besides, uh, you know, the, the highest? Yeah. So, I mean, we, um, we started with a general manager. Um, you know, when I first step, we had a general manager. We actually had a different, um, he was going to become a trainer. He was a division one, uh, football player, um, that, uh, was not going to be returning for his, I guess, junior year of college. So, uh, you know, I met him, he lived here in the community. Um, and then right after we opened, he got an offer to go back to play football. Um, so obviously can't blame him, uh, understood, you know, I would have done the same thing. Um, but from the GM side, so we had a GM from opening till about uh, Christmas of this year. Um, and uh, just she decided to go back into, uh, uh, she was a paralegal, wanted to get back into that. Um, so then we uh, uh, brought on another manager um, who's recently left. Um, so that's where uh, right now it's just uh, our head trainer, Morgan. Um, and me in here, but uh, currently taking applications for that management role. Um, but you know, we have a great membership base, and uh, uh, I get a ton of a uh, ton of people funneling through. So awesome, awesome! I'm, I'm sure that you know all growing pains is part of being a brand new business, and then you know when it clicks, when all those pieces fit oh, into yeah. place, and and then you you know you you turn on the the thinking cap of all right, now I'm ready to to do the next thing. Let's let's duplicate this. So. Um, you are trying to embrace the anytime philosophy of being a, a training and coaching facility on top of everything else that you offer. What is your sales consultation, onboarding, orientation, whatever, whatever you call it, what does that process look like? And how does that um, potentially funnel clients towards your trainer? And in what percentage of, of her clients are coming from you funneling versus her finding on their own? Yeah, so um, our process is really, um, I don't know if it's unique, but the, the whole goal is, you know, we want all of our members, like I said, we want a, a, a comfortable and fun environment for them to be in. So our sales process is they come in, you know, as a, a prospect to be a member um, and we give them a tour of the club. Um, I, in a perfect world, our trainer is here and the trainer's part of that tour. Um, and they can even, you know, show some, you know, functional uh, uses of some of the equipment, how to use it properly. Um, just, you know, kind of show how she can coach and, you know, get them better results than if they're just in there themselves, you know, proper form, proper technique, what needs to be worked on, diet, things like that. 
Um, so all of that, ideally, when they first come in, is kind of a seed that gets planted of, hey, we offer this, but we, you know, we're not there to, to shove it at them to say, hey, this is what you have to do. Uh, but we do really like to get, so we've got our um, uh, body scan machine, um, the e-bolt scanner. Um, so we like to sign people up. If, we, if they can't do it their first day, you know, sign them up within the first week to at least get on there, get a body scan, um, and then get a free workout session from our trainer. Um, and then from there, you know, we really leave it up to them, you know, if they felt it was worth it. Um, if they say, oh, I liked it, but I don't know, you know, we can even do, uh, we'll offer a, a one month, you know, kind of a trial type one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, or small group training. Because um, like I said, at the end of the day, our, our main goal is that every member in here feels like, you know, there is a value in their membership and that, again, it's fun, comfortable, and they're getting results. So that's really our, when I talk about our sales process, it is, um, we're not here to, to shove the, the, uh, the personal training on you, but it's here and we really at least want to be given the opportunity to show you what it can do. Awesome. So your consults, you are, you're providing tangible metrics in the form of, of a body scan. So it's not just some subjective, you know, I want to get more fit. I want to, you're, you're giving them some data so that they can they can track it, they can manage it. So that's something that you're, you're giving there so they can kind of set more, um, more attainable goals or, or more, you know, measurable goals along the way, giving them a demo session and then leaving it up to them, you know, what path they're going to take. So with, with just one trainer right now, um, this question may be a little bit cart before the horse. So Ultimately, as far as styles of training or coaching above and beyond the, the general access, are you looking at just one-on-one -on -one and small group? Uh, are you able to do in your space larger groups? Like, What are the areas where you'd really like to build out as time goes on in this facility? Yeah, I mean, I really think the, the small group is what we are really pursuing at this point. Um, the one-on-one, -on -one, um, she does a little bit of that, um, but really from a value standpoint, she's good enough as a trainer that she can work with three people and, you know, give them that, you know, or even up to four people um, and really give them some one-on-one -on -one attention to where it doesn't feel like they're just, you know, a person in a, in a big room or something. Um, so that's where, and, and from the value side, it's less expensive for that client to pay for that small group training versus the one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and from the profit side too, the trainer makes more money, the gym makes more money. So, um, you know, it's a win-win for everybody on, on the small group side. And then we also, as part of when you sign up for small group, you get free, um, group sessions. Um, and that can be up to 15 people. Um, and we try to make those, I mean, we want to see, you know, it's, it's a good workout and, uh, you know, we want them to, you know, sweat and burn calories and all that, but we also make it fun. So we just did a St. Patrick's day workout over the weekend. So we decorated the gym all in, you know, St. Patrick's Day, you know, green, everything, um, and, you know, made it a, a fun workout where maybe it's not as rigorous as the SGT, but, you know, something to get in here, have fun, burn some calories. Um, we did the same thing for Valentine's Day. We did one for um, New Year's, um, and then we're going to be doing a, a Easter one where it's a workout, and then we're going to, like, hide Easter eggs around the gym when you find it, a free month membership or free group training session, um, things like that. Just like I said, make it fun, enjoyable, um, and get people in, so. Yeah, R rolling fun into things, I think, gets gets overlooked a lot. And it's, you know, everybody knows that, you know, the workout, you know, some people just really look forward to, you know, to crushing a workout. But there are a lot of people who can use that extra motivation, who if they can associate the gym with a place that is fun, where 
they see people they know, they can, you know, have some relationships, um, you know, different, you know, friendships, casual, whatever, whatever it may be. If you get them into the door, right, then, then they'll work out. And, you know, if they, if they follow what they should, they certainly, um, it'll supercharge the results. So I love that you like to add fun into it. So kind of have the services aspect of things covered um, as far as training goes. Uh, One of the things that um, I see, you know, especially as facilities get to be more results oriented, uh, more goal oriented when it comes in are, you know, providing some sort of nutrition coaching, uh, selling supplements, meal replacements, uh, meal prep services, are you guys into any of that yet, or is it anything that you plan to in the future as you grow? So we're not into that yet. It's definitely something that's part of our long-term growth strategy. Um, we've uh, we've got a, actually a really good sized, um, like a, a glass cooler here that's got a, you know our uh, energy drinks, our protein shakes. Um, and so part of what we thought about even offering is our SGP clients, um, we can do meal prep and they can actually have their meals in that refrigerator. Um, that, you know, they come in for their 6 a.m. workout and they grab the lunch for the day and take it with them. Um, so that's a big part of our, like I said, our, our growth. And then even the people that maybe don't participate in that, um, you know, the, our trainer, Morgan, she uh, takes a lot of time to, when, when you're a client of hers, if uh, let's say you worked out on Wednesday, she might even shoot you a text Thursday and say, hey, you know, would you eat lunch today? Would you eat dinner last night? Um, just so that way, you know, in a week from now, if, if they come in and they're going, hey, I'm really not seeing the results I want, we can combine, you know, what they're doing in the gym with what they're doing when they're not in the gym um, to see if there's places that we can help um, so that way they can see those results. Awesome. Yeah. Accountability is one of those pieces where you can ser- certainly separate the service you offer from an access gym or even some of these, you know, different size group training facilities where you get a workout and then you go and you can, they can build community through that and people can still get results. But when somebody is actually checking in on them, you know, whether it's automated, manual, semi-automated, if there's, if there's some human interaction there to just say, Hey, how are things going? Do you have any questions? Didn't see you today. It, it seems to go so much further in client longevity and as we know, the longer people stay, the better their results tend to be. Works for the for the business from a financial standpoint. Works for the client. Works for the trainers. Uh, and anything that we can do there to to just keep top of mind with people and, and keep them on track is is fantastic for sure. So you are you know coming up on a, a one year anniversary with the gym. Have some you know solid foundations. Some things rolling. I know that multiple clubs are unlikely in the future for you, but for this particular club, what are your long-term goals for it? Is it, you know, doubling, tripling the membership? Is it a certain percentage of people in training? Are there any specific goals that you have that, you know, all right, once we get here, we're in maintenance versus growth stage? Yeah. So really um, we want to be at about 600 um, fully paid members. Um, and so for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, so there are fully paid and then there's PPV clients, which are pay per visit, um, which is silver sneakers, um, things like that. So our goal is really to hit that 600 of our fully paid uh, clients. Um, and really, we'd like to see about 25% of those in our small group training. Um, now, again, like I said, we, it's not something that we force on people. It's uh, So, I mean, that number could be higher, could be lower. 
Um, but I think if we're doing our job um, from a training side, that's a very achievable number. And we'll have a lot of very happy members that are seeing results. Awesome, man. Awesome. Do you feel like um, that there are any, any specific milestones for you as far as professional development, as far as um, personnel onboarding, any big things uh, that are going to be the, the biggest needle movers for getting towards that? Um, I think definitely getting a, a good solid manager in here um, is going to be the a game changer. Um, somebody you know, that cares about the gym, um, cares about the clients, um, and really and cares about the trainer. Um, you know, we got to have all three of those for a, you know, a really successful gym. I mean, we've been, you know, I would consider it a success to this point. Um, but to your point, to hit that next level um, is going to require, you know, somebody who's got that passion um, for, like I said, for the members, for the gym, um, and for the training program. Awesome. Awesome. So, I think as we start to wind down on time here, this could be a little more abstract for you um, because of being a multiple business owner, um, having some experience in different in different areas. I always like to say, you know, if you could go back and and tell your your younger self something, give yourself a lesson that you've learned, maybe it's something from one of the other businesses that's you know served you best in the, the fitness business or something that you've learned in the, the year that you've been open, is there anything that really stands out? Um, definitely um, building those personal relationships um, at the point of sale. So I talked about that, um, you know, where somebody comes in to sign up, um, we really want to make sure that they uh, understand that we're here, you know, to help them, you know, get to whatever their goals are. Um, I know in the beginning, especially in the pre-sale, just when we were so busy, uh, we were just signing people up and giving them a key fob and saying, we'll see you when we open. Um, and I've noticed just even in the last month or two, our growth and training has come from, hey, let's take some time with this person because once they, when they sign up, that's where, you know, there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one interaction there. Um, so really valuing that and making sure you get the most out of that kind of first, first time you meet the person, first time they come to sign up. Because then after that, you know, you may not see them again. They might be coming when it's not staffed um, or you may be with somebody else when they come in. Um, so, you know, my biggest piece of advice, and if I had it to do all over again, would definitely be to focus a lot more on that, you know, first time you meet them, when you sign them up, plant all those seeds of what you can do, um, and just make sure that, uh, you know, that you get to know them to where when they come in, you at least know something about them, you know, whether they've got kids, um, you know, what they do for a living, anything like that, just, um, to where they're more than just, you know, a person walking through the door. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate that insight for sure personal relationships and, and of all the businesses that you've got, this is now going to be the highest level personal relationship business that you, that you've invested into and, and started uh, learning the ropes of and in a running. Is that, would you agree there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously on the, the pizza side, it is, uh, you know, most of the customers want their pizza and they want to get out and go eat it. Um, you know, I'll stand there and, you know, there's, you know, some chit chat or, you know, conversation with customers there, but not like it is in here and same with the Ace Hardware. Um, you know, it's a lot of, you know, they're coming in to get their product, get out. Whereas here it is, they're, they're coming in here and they're going to be here for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour or longer. Um, so there's just a lot more, like I said, of that, uh, not, not necessarily one-on-one -on -one time, but time that you're engaged with that person. So, Absolutely. The fitness business is certainly cornerstone by personal relationships. And the mastery of that is, is definitely, uh, one of the one of the big things that will drive us all forward the more 
we all need to be reminded of it probably more than we need to be taught, but it's like, yes, this is cliche as it is. It's a people business. And um, if we're here to help as many people as we can, we're all gonna all gonna push this industry forward. So Lance, we are just about out of time here. Um, before I let you go, um, if you tell us where, where people can find you, website, social media, um, anything that you want to put out there to our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We're Anytime Fitness of New Richmond, Ohio. Uh, then if you go to the Anytime Fitness website, uh, you can type in New Richmond or our zip code 45157. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're out there on all those uh, platforms. And, uh, yeah, come check us out. All right, Lance. It's been a pleasure having you. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for being on. Hey, thank you. Have a great day. You too, sir. And to everybody out there listening, we appreciate you. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.